Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 to 12 say this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. And then listen to this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 through 26. And it says this, Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. God has a plan for our mutual support in the body of Christ. We are not alone in this world. As I've said on previous podcasts in this series, we live in a world where current culture is like a raging downstream river, and it is flowing against everything that is good and right and righteous and godly and biblical. Political correctness has taken over and it is taken over and replaced biblical correctness in culture. And so for those of us that are true Christ followers, part of the body of Christ, we find ourselves walking upstream. We find ourselves in a counter-cultural position. And so the question is, are we here alone? Well, obviously we have uh, the presence of Almighty God Himself, the Holy Spirit. But beyond that, in God's plan, He has given us other members in the body of Christ. Everyone who is a true believer, we are connected to, we're a part of. And so in God's plan for our mutual support here in the body of Christ, there are a couple of things that I would mention. Number one, uh, we have been given gifts, spiritual gifts. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 says this, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, that's a spiritual gift, for the common good. And the Apostle Paul there in that context was saying, hey, you're gifted, you've been given a spiritual gift, and that's exactly what it is. It's a gift, it's not something you've earned. And you've been given it not to show off, not to make yourself better, but you've been given it for the common good. That's a part of God's plan. We're going to talk more about spiritual gifts in this study through Romans 12 in the next podcast. But then secondly, part of God's plan for our mutual support in the body of Christ is this. We have been given the one another's of the New Testament. Now, 
If that phrase is unfamiliar to you, stay with me because at the end of this podcast, you're no longer going to be unfamiliar. For those of you that do have some familiarity with the phrase, the one and others of the New Testament, you're going to be reminded again and and maybe even um, awed by so much that God has given us so that we can support one another. Uh, listen, in the in this Western culture, we, as I've said in the past, it's a very individualistic culture. When you get into Eastern cultures, uh, th- there is more uh, community and there's, there's more connection. Um, and, and that is a fact. It's a fact. It's an undisputed fact. Well, in the body of Christ, we are not to be individualistic in the sense that we're islands or, or we do it alone. We are organically connected. That's why uh, the Apostle Paul uses this illustration of a body. A body has many members, toes, eyes, ears, all of those members, but it's just one body. And and as the physical body goes, so goes the body of Christ. There's only one body of Christ, one church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there are many members, people with different gifts, people with different bents, people with different passions. And God brings it all together in one body and he uses it for the common good, to support one another. And so um, th- that's exactly how it's supposed to be. The early New Testament church fellowshipped. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says that the that these new believers continued steadfastly. They devoted themselves. It, it, that's a very strong term there to several things. And one of the things was fellowshipping. The word fellowship in the original Greek is a word koinonia, and it means literally to share in common, to share in common. Now, this is not a communistic thing, but rather it is a, a righteous and godly thing. And I think it was well illustrated in one of the verses that I just read in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, I believe it's verse 26, where where it says that uh, if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. So it's, there's a mutual sharing there, a sharing in common, uh, sharing life in Christ, doing life together. And so these one another's help us to do life together. We're not alone. There are reinforcements there uh, to help us to, to live right in this wrong way world. Now, we're going to look at some of these one another's. We're going to look at some of the 59 mentions of one another in some form in the New Testament. It's one another or each other. Uh, so there are at least 59 mentions of that in, in, the, um, in the New Testament. Now... Uh, I'm not going to go into depth in every one of them, but let me just go through uh, a group of them. And I want you to listen very carefully to these one another's because this is what church is all about. It's not just about showing up on Sunday for an hour and, and getting out of there and saying, I've done my duty. We don't go to church. We are the church that assembles and the church exists the other six days of the week as well. And we are to do, as I said, life together to support one another. If you're missing that, you need to find a way to get connected to it. If you're not connected in some way on an ongoing basis beyond Sunday, much beyond Sunday, you need to find a way to do it. And here is how it works. Listen to these one another's. The first one that I'm going to mention is a very familiar one, and it's kind of the overarching one, and it is love one another. That's mentioned in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 17. It's mentioned in Romans 13, 8. It's mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 3, 12 and other places. But, but it is a very important 
important one. Love one another. Love each other as Christ loved the church. Jesus wants us to love one another the way he loves us. And how did he love us? He unselfishly sacrificed himself for the greater good of his church. And that's what he wants us to do. Love one another. It's an overarching one another. There's an, there are several others. Let me just go through them. Honor one another. Romans 12.10. What does that mean to honor one another? Uh, I would love to spend some time just unpacking that, but basically, you know, we ought to treat each other with respect, with dignity. We ought to recognize each other's good points, and 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 respect is the word that comes to mind as I think about honoring one another. Romans twelve sixteen tells us to live in harmony with one another. Now, there's one that's a challenge sometimes, isn't it? We get involved in the body of Christ and. There's always going to be uh, uh, people that rub us the wrong way or we rub people the wrong way. And, And Satan is a master of creating disunity and division. That is his specialty. And and we are told to work hard to live in harmony with one another. And right behind that is accept one another. Accept one another just as Christ accepted you, Romans 15, 7 says. Now, in, in the context, it's talking about um, uh, things that, uh, that could, that could uh, uh, bother other people, that could offend other people. Uh, he, he said, you know, if, if you can eat meat that's offered to idols because that meat is, um, is cheaper and you can buy it, go ahead and do it. But if you've got a brother that came out of idol worship and that offends him, then don't eat that meat in front of him. Uh, don't do that. And, 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 and we've got to accept one another in that case. It does not mean that we accept sin, but we accept the person and love that person just as Christ accepted us and loved us. There's another one another. In Romans 16, 16, it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, <laughs> I don't want to stir anything up here, and that uh, uh, let me just say that the, that cultural considerations do count in this situation. Uh, in our culture, we don't tend to greet one another with a holy kiss. The men don't kiss each other on both cheeks, that kind of thing in this Western culture. What we do is we shake hands or we give a hug, and and the overarching principle there is is uh, again take time to say hello to one another, and and that in a way, in a warm, welcoming way that says you matter, you count, you're valuable to me. I appreciate you. That's what it's all about. We we get so busy or we get our nose in, in our phones or whatever we do and and, and we, oh, we're busy to try to get to that next thing and we walk right past each other, but we need to honor each other by greeting one another in a culturally acceptable way. Then Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 tells us that we are to serve one another. Serve one another. Oh my goodness, if we would just put that one into practice. Instead of looking to be served, you know, we live in a very, uh, this this culture is a very customer-first culture. And, and believe me, in business that is, that is important, but we also live in a culture where there are so many uh, choices and it's, it's all about me and, and what can I get out of this? What can I get out of the sermon? What can I get out of church? You know, what can I get out of, and you just fill in the blank, but, but we ought to be asking, what can I give? What can I serve? How can I serve someone? How am I looking to serve one another? Carry one another's burdens, Galatians 6, 2. And that word burden means overload. You know, there are people that are broken and hurting, and we need to come alongside and help them walk along the Christian way until they get better. 
Bear with one another, Ephesians 4, 2. Oh my goodness, if we would just bear with one another, not be so quick to judge or to jump on or to be harsh or criticize or gossip about. Be kind and compassionate with one another, Ephesians 4, 32. And here's a big one. Forgive one another as Christ has forgiven you, Ephesians 4.32. We can't always, we don't always live in harmony. We do rub each other the wrong way. There needs to be forgiveness and forgiving one another and not carrying the grudges. Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, uh, how we need to sing those wonderful songs to each other. Submit to one another, Ephesians 5.21. There's another big one. I wish I had time to talk about it. Colossians 3.16, teach and admonish one another. Uh, What are you learning in Scripture and who are you sharing it with? You don't have to be an upfront teacher to do that. What is God teaching you in Scripture? Who are you passing it on to? 1 Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 again, build up one another. Not tear down one another, but build up one another. And then James 5.16, pray for one another. And oh, how we need to do that as well. And more of it, much, much more of it. You know, I hear the expression, well, all I can do is pray. And I understand what they mean, but it's not all that you can do. Prayer is a major thing. We can pray for one another. Do you get the idea here? I haven't even exhausted this, and I haven't gone into detail teaching on these, but I wanted you to understand that God, part of God's plan for us supporting one another, for us to be reinforcements, to be a part of that mutual support in the body of Christ is to learn and put into practice these one another's. I hope that God has spoken to your heart today through the precious word of God and these one another's. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.